0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, COVID numbers are looking bad. Also, the Association of County Commissioners releases their agenda, and the U.S. Senate race is tightening. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Maybe inconceivable to Mo Brooks. All this and much, much more coming up next on the V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist with APR, an all-around great guy. Welcome. Nice. I I see that my introduction improves when Angie's not here.
1: It's nice. That's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it should be the other way around. Yeah, it really should. (laughs) Oh, well, so Susan, a new poll came out in the U.S. Senate race, Mm -hmm. and it shows the gap narrowing uh, between Katie Britt and Mo Brooks. Now, this poll is by McLaughlin and Associates. Mm -hmm. This is the favorite poll by President Donald Trump, and it was also the favorite poll of convicted felon Mike Hubbard. But the well-respected pollsters, uh, it, it, it shows Katie closing the gap very nicely.
2: It is. It's got Brooks at 31.4% and Katie Britt at 26.2%. But now remember, when all of this started, she was in the teens. Yeah. So in just this short period of time, she's really, really narrowed that gap because she's out there, she's shaking hands, she's going to all the counties, she's making sure people know who she is, and Mo Brooks is just sitting on his laurels.
0: That's probably not all they're sitting on, is it, Josh? Might have a whoopee cushion. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 You know, I'll I tell you that the two, there
1: were two other interesting things about that poll. That one was the pretty high percentage of undecided voters, uh, which was, I believe, was yeah. in the 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that Mike Durant has uh, suddenly, you know, popped up into the 16% range. Um, and, you know, and I would not be, I, I've told people, I would not be surprised at the, the end of this.
0: There was a runoff but the runoff did not include Mo Brooks. Right. Well, <clears throat> you know, and, and the other thing I think, what I always look like look at in polls is favorability, right? Mo Brooks's favorability is under way under uh, Katie Britt. It's even under uh, Mike Durant, but his favorability is not that high. Now, the other thing that was astonishing to me is that they asked, did the Trump endorsement actually... Motivate people. Only 19%, Susan. Yeah,
2: only 19% said that, while 38% said they would keep an open mind, and 33% said Trump endorsement had no impact. Yeah, I was really surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: was surprised. I always thought the Trump vote was worth, endorsement was worth probably 38%, mm-hmm. but according mm-hmm. to this poll, 19
1: yeah, I don't know, you know, and I don't know how many people are, are being honest about that, you know, that, uh, you know, that when they would say that uh, the, the Trump endorsement motivated them in some way, I think some people like to say that they made up their own minds. And so maybe, maybe that's a little bit undersold uh, to some degree. But, you know, I, I, I'll i say this, I don't know that endorsements matter much in this state overall. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think that the people kind of decide. Uh, on their own terms uh for the most part whatever those terms may be and i still can't, haven't figured that out uh but that's you know I, I don't think that endorsements much matter and you can just look back at the history of trump endorsements for that you know for proof right of that. right
0: exactly well i think you and you brought up uh mike durant i mean his favorables are are not as good as katie britt's but some the favorables are good he's got a 30 percent favorability uh 12 percent somewhat a very favorable 18 percent, somewhat uh but the big problem for him josh is that people just haven't heard of him
1: yeah yeah he he was way late getting in uh, compared to the other two uh he missed all of the endorsements from the from the groups you know i i'll tell you one thing i do think matters in, in in terms of endorsement are the group endorsements like the alpha endorsements and right. uh, manufacturers endorsements because those those people go to meetings and they talk to each other uh and it's yes. much different than a guy you know who lives in florida saying hey you ought to vote for this dude Uh, And so, you know, I I think that that matters, and I think that that is hurting Durant uh, to a large degree. If he'd gotten in a little earlier, he would have probably picked up a couple of these, uh, you know, endorsements from some of these groups. But, you know, as it is, I mean, he's he's making a good run for for what the guy is so far.
0: Well, I think, uh, again, though, can you win an election in Alabama without having the grassroots rural support?
2: I don't think so. I really don't think so. It'd be very tough to win without that vote.
0: I mean, if we look back at uh, at elections past, I mean, you look at Jeff Sessions, he, Mo Brooks backed Sessions when he ran this last time, didn't help him, Uh, I think President Trump hurt him badly. Uh, But as you point out, uh, the real thing is, Mo Brooks just has a ceiling. He just has a ceiling. He's like Roy Moore mm-hmm. in that, that regard, just he, he's not going anywhere. But interestingly enough, Josh, and you brought this to our attention, some of the big players out there in the media world are reporting that Donald Trump is really souring on Mo Brooks.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that they've attributed some of this to the fact that, you know, he met Katie Britt and, and, and her husband, Wes, at the, at the event in Coleman a few months back, and he really liked them and, and thought they would make good candidates. And that's the reason why he's, he's changing his mind. At least that's what he's telling people, which is insane. Of course, that's not why he's changing his mind. He's changing his mind because he's taking a look at the poll numbers and he can see what the writing on the wall uh, here. And yeah, that's been reported in a lot of right-wing media now, is that he's seriously considering uh, swapping over from uh, the endorsement from Mo Brooks to Katie Britt in this race. And, uh, and you know, I think then at the on the back side of this, he can say, hey, oh, by the way, I backed the winner in Alabama, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we, one thing we know about the former president is everything he does is about himself.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So. so he wants to pick a winner. He doesn't want to pick another loser in Alabama. Yeah.
0: This would be three strikes against against him if he if he lost this race, and it looks like it's possible he'll he'll lose it. But um, you know, I thought it was interesting that Mo Brooks has has retooled his campaign, (laughs) and the guy that he hired to be his campaign manager once referred to uh, the former president uh, when he was running in 2016 as a short-fingered Bulgarian. (laughs) Uh, a, 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 A phrase, yeah. Mo Brooks hired me. I, <laughs> I haven't been getting the checks. I didn't know that was the case. <laughs> but uh, you know, generally speaking, you wouldn't hire someone who who was so uh, so. Yeah, so no, not just a
2: never trumper, but a never, 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 never land trumper.
0: But uh, you know, and he's a he's a really good campaign manager and everything from what we've heard. But again, he was always a never trumper. Uh, I don't know the guy, like... but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Grayson Carter actually was the originator of the short-fingered Bulgarian, but a lot of people in Alabama don't know who he is. But yeah, great shot. Anyway, you're watching the V, the Voice of Alabama Politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion.
3: protect ourselves every day. Protect yourself from COVID-19. Please, vaccinate now. So, you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket.
1: What are you in for?
3: Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
0: Welcome back to The Beat, the voice of Alabama politics. The Association of County Commissioners recently released their agenda for the 2022 session, Josh. Mm -hmm. And it looks like one of the most positive, bipartisan, logical agendas I have seen anybody put forward. Yeah. What are these county commissioners thinking?
1: Rationally. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's uh, honestly, you know what though? I, I, I was thinking about this when, when uh, you know, I saw we were going to talk about it, um, and you know, is there is there anybody that? That goes in front of our legislature more uh, more consistently and is more respected than than Sonny Brassfield, uh, who leads that. Now, party. Sonny Brassfield's up uh, there. Right yeah, he is. I mean, yeah. you never hear anybody say a bad word about about Sonny and about the the group there and what they do and and it's always this sort of thing. You know, it's always looking for for positive ways and they try to they try to you know, they try to work with who they have to work with. And uh you know, and and I think it's it's always this sort of a thing though with them. And you know, you you look at their agenda
0: every year and if they were, if people would follow their agenda, we we would be a lot better off, you know. And just for our viewers, Sonny Brasfield is the executive director of the County Commissioners Association. Yeah, I'm sorry that's great. That,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just, I, I, you know, we know who he is. But I mean, uh, Susan, this is like potential retroactive reimbursement yeah. to counties for the care of inmates through the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me, right?
2: Absolutely, mm-hmm. since most of the counties are holding prisoners and should be in prison anyway. Also allowing individuals suffering from mental illness who pose an immediate threat to the public alternative treatment at a professional mail facility, mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to jail. Yeah. See? It's sensible.
1: You see what I'm saying? It's, it's always this sort of thing with them, though. I mean, it's always yeah. this way.
2: I mean, greater expansion of broadband, improved voter registra- registration management to ensure that appointments reflect the demographic makeup of each county. Wait, wait theory. a minute, wait a minute.
0: We, we can't have that. We can't have uh, representation, you know, racial, demographically, any type. We cannot have that in Alabama. No, we can't have
2: anything this rational in Alabama.
1: CRT. I think you're getting into CRT there. I'm sorry. Uh, It's a ban. They'll come and arrest us on on the show, I think, for that.
0: Um, I mean, but, but again, these are real problems. Mm-hmm. That are that are in the lives of real people. Yes, and they're seeking to have a solution. So- yes. Ha- yeah, and they ha- and off. they have
1: reasonable solutions, workable solutions, yeah. and 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 this is the great thing about them is they'll help you find the funding. You know, they'll they show you where yeah. the funding is for these things, and it's I, that's what I'm saying. Every single year they do this, and and every single year that he uh, Sonny goes to to the legislature and talks to people and gets you know a fair portion of things done, uh, but it's it it's always these sensible approaches to governance, and if we would just do it, we would be so much better off.
2: The legislature doesn't understand things that are logical. That's what mm-hmm. people in Alabama don't understand, is they don't get yeah. logic. Yeah, and well, I want to be clear, kind.
1: too. I want to be clear, too, now, because I think when I say this, people think, oh, well, Sonny Bradfield must be a raging liberal. No! Not at no, all. I mean, no. he's not at all that. It, and But it's there, there are differences in people that, that just ignore those labels and just work for the for the greater good, exactly. and that's what he is.
2: It's, you but, don't have to have a label, people people yeah. can be sensible. They don't have to be, you know, right wing or liberal. Mm-hmm. They can be sensible and approach projects and problems from a logical standpoint, which is what needs to happen in this state. Well, one of the yeah.
0: things and about county commissions that I think people miss is that they have to do actual work and use real money to to keep a county going. Mm-hmm. And they are extremely powerful. And yes. it doesn't, It doesn't help them to be partisan because that doesn't solve real problems. Exactly. So they have to address the real issues of people's real lives every day in 67 counties around the the state. And, And that's why it comes out being so Normal. <laughs> yeah, I know, and
1: you're right. It, that's that's a, that's a great word for it. It is. It's just normal. It, this is what normal people think about their problems every day. You know, when they sit around yeah. discussing what the problems are in their county, in their city, at their at their house, these are the problems that are that, that need to be addressed. You know, why the broadband yeah. isn't better. Uh, you know, why the kids yeah. can't do their homework. Why the roads are in terrible shape. You know that yeah. those right. sorts of things.
2: I mean, we, we were coming up to your house this last weekend, and I couldn't get GPS. And I'm thinking about all these kids that are around me on these farms. Yeah. You know, oh, my God, what are they doing? Yeah, they're
0: going to McDonald's. Yeah, they're, they're going in the to McDonald's. Lot.
2: But, yeah. you know, a half an hour away.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I want to switch subjects here. Uh, Alabama has the second largest COVID deaths per capita in the nation.
2: Are you surprised?
0: No. I but, am. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we're not first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> true. Right, but I mean, that. we're quickly uh, reaching we reaching eight hundred thousand deaths. Yeah. Uh, some we're we're gonna top a million, and Alabama falls behind Romania, Brazil, Slovakia, Poland, and countries that you can't even pronounce. Josh, mm-hmm. how do we okay. do that? Well, well, because those countries are trying. You know, if
1: you told them we had an unlimited amount of vaccines, people in those countries would take off running to the places to get the vaccine. Uh, instead, here in our state, we have a governor that uh, is hell-bent on fighting the president over, over the vaccine mandate, over the va- you know, which is not really a mandate, but the vaccine order that, that he put out. And, and so that's where all of these things that we've done, you know, Kay Ivey did a great job early in this pandemic when it wasn't election season. But once it became right. election season, she just it, it, she went the other direction. And it's going to it's going to cost people. You know, I think the only the only saving grace we may have is that Omicron may not be as bad as the previous Delta strain of this right. virus. And right. that may save right. us uh, to some extent. Yeah. But,
0: you know, without it, it's sure as hell not what we've been doing. And the other thing, Susan, is you know the children, that it's available for children. Mm-hmm. We are almost dead last mm-hmm. in vaccinating the children, but that's not a surprise. I guess
2: it's <laughs> not a surprise. It's it, it's upsetting to me that people don't care more for their children than to get them vaccinated against a deadly disease. You know, just like they got them vaccinated for measles and 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 polio and mm-hmm. smallpox and all of that. They're just ignoring the significance of this disease yeah. and that's really upsetting to well,
0: me well it, it it two years almost two years into this pandemic and the only thing it seems like some people have learned is to be obstinate and put their lives at risk and put the lives of others at risk but we have to leave it right there you're watching the be the voice of alabama politics we'll be right back
3: jupiter is frightened when i climb too high the owl said
2: check for monsters daddy
3: i did honey there are no monsters you're perfectly safe protect yourself and those you love vaccinate now You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
0: to be the voice of alabama politics susan uh the attorney general of alabama was supposed to turn over a transcript of my coverage conversation his jailhouse conversations Mm -hmm. in which he admitted that he didn't feel sorry in the least bit for uh what he did and that he was trying to get legislation passed to get him out of prison Mm -hmm all these things he did were recorded and then the attorney general of alabama steve marshall redacted so much of the text you can't tell who said what to whom
2: no you can't and let me let me re-emphasize he wanted legislation written into the laws of the prison bill Mm -hmm. to get him out of jail now uh yeah you go in there and you look at this it's only the conversation between he and susan hubbard and he and Billy Canary, you know, there have to be conversations and emails between other people. This is not the only conversations and, and it's redacted down the way. I can usually get under redactions. Well, we know I don't that, in, in, that
1: in one of the conversations with, with Susan Hubbard, uh, she put some
0: uh, another lawmaker on the phone. That's and, true. and won't put his name in. And mm-hmm. Lance Bell's
2: mentioned. Yeah, right. I, I can usually get under uh, redactions electronically. But when you come to the name of anybody, it is so locked down, you might as well have put a peg with a hammer in it because you can't get out of it. They are that concerned about releasing those names.
0: Well, obviously, they didn't feel concerned about me because my name is in there twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm BB one time, and I'm Bill Britton next time. Yeah. Now, Matt Hart's in there once, the prosecutor, mm-hmm. Matt Hart's they in spelled there.
2: spelled his name wrong. They, they
0: called him Matt Hart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Josh, I'm sorry to hear you weren't... You were, you, maybe you were adopted or something. Well, right? I, yeah, <laughs> I was
1: probably one of the one of the friends of my cupboard. Uh Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> no. Listen, it, it's I'll tell you this. Let me just I'll put it in, in some other context here as well. All right, right now we have a, a hearing going on about January sixth uh, in Congress, and right. and there they have text messages that have been going back and forth between uh, lawmakers and Mark Meadows, the president's former chief of staff, and. Uh, or the former president's, uh, former chief of staff. And they're not identifying some of those lawmakers. And I am it, it, oh, I'm so angry about that. And I am just as angry, and everyone should be just as angry about this. Because these are people who were talking to a felon, a convicted felon, about altering legislation that would allow this convicted felon out of prison. Now, it doesn't matter if it didn't get done, okay? It, that doesn't matter at all. What matters is that these people were there talking about this. And we should be able to see in these public phone calls that they've now presented to the court as evidence of Mike Hubbard uh, not being remorseful and should uh, not be granted early release. This is their evidence of that. And so we should be presented with who all he talked to. How serious were these conversations? Who exactly, what lawmakers was he talking to? You know, without it, maybe Mike Hubbard should be let out of prison early. You know, maybe they haven't proved their case. So if well, you're going to do this, you've got to present this out so we can see these public officials talking about their, their legislation that they're creating to help this guy.
2: Why is that I, a bad the, the thing? Prob- the problem here is Steve Marshall is so desperate to get reelected, so he's grand poobah of something, that he's not going to release anything because hmm. he, he, he wants his friends, his buddies Who, uh, unbeknownst to him, probably don't like him anyway, but there you
0: go. The thing is, when records go into court, Mm -hmm. when court records are really the property of the people, they're not the property of the court. We pay for them. I mean, it should be, this is our business. This is the Mm -hmm. people's of Al Because it wasn't uh, uh, the court against my cupboard. It wasn't the governor against my cupboard. Mm -hmm. It reads quite plainly, the people of the state of Alabama against Michael G. Hubbard. So it's in the people's interest that this be released. Yeah, and this is not—you know—this is not the first time that Steve Marshall has done this. Uh,
1: you know, yeah. we've requested his calendars for for around the January sixth stuff. He he wouldn't release that yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, he he has lied. His office lied. Uh, repeatedly to media outlets, uh, AL.com being one of them, about records pertaining to the uh, to the Superfund site in Birmingham. Uh, and yep. so this, this is a pattern of behavior, and these are, you're, you're exactly right, Bill, this, this, these are the people's records, and they should be outraged that they cannot get their hands on these things.
0: Well, and I don't think there is enough outrage. No. I, I, I would have thought that Judge Walker, I would think that Judge Walker will reject this and say you have to do it. And but I mean, Susan, in those documents, they they talk about Walker trying to hire attorneys that he's friendly with and mm-hmm. trying to rig the system. They're also saying, well if he doesn't do something, maybe you will get hit by a bus bread truck. Bread truck.
2: Bread truck.
0: And the next guy would help out.
2: Right. I mean, Red truck.
0: thugs and criminals, man. That's yes. that's exactly what we're that's, dealing with. You here. know what? Yeah, that's a, that's a hundred
1: percent correct. And this is the mindset that they've had, that they that Mike Hubbard's had for his entire time serving serving in government. That yes. this is mm-hmm. this is self serving. What can the government do for me? How can yes. it help me in my business? How can I make more money? Not an interest in the world of serving other people. No. Well,
0: <clears throat> he's a crook. He should stay in jail and we should have those records i thought this was interesting and we'll we'll wrap up on this one the alabama commission on higher education approved a 2.1 billion dollar budget uh for uh, public two and four-year institutions for the upcoming uh 2023 Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if they can get that money uh, josh but it it, it, it's interesting they want to spend about 17 percent more on higher education
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good thing, and I I tell you, putting more money into into the two year colleges and into the more local colleges, uh, the Alabama states, the Alabama A and M's, you know, AUM, uh, some of those colleges, I think would do uh, would be a great service to a lot of people. uh, Athens State as well, a good good teachers college up in North Alabama. Uh, You know, I think all of that plays into what we're looking at with the job market right now, especially those two year colleges and those small colleges because they produce out a lot of people uh, that could that are. are Looking for jobs, and they could fill a lot of necessary roles that we have in this state, especially in schools. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree.
2: I agree too. I think they're going to I focus a lot of that on their faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, retaining qualified faculty and staff, citing salary compression, uh, compression issues and increasing the competitive market. You know, we—it's it's all. You know, community colleges are all about the faculty. You can mm-hmm. have a building all you want, but if you don't have really highly trained qualified faculty, you don't have anything.
0: All right, well that's gonna to have to be the last word. We wanna wish everyone a very Merry Christmas from all of us here at The Voice of Alabama Politics. You watch us because we watch them.